Michael. Hi. Hello, Tucker. Christian. Hi. Hey, you guys, I got a surprise for you. Hmm. Uh, remember when we used to do segments at the beginning of our podcast? Yeah. Oh, no. I got one for you guys. Ooh. Yeah, we're doing this. Um, a lot of comics in the news today. And by news, I mean our chat. And by our chat, I mean me and sometimes Michael. So, yeah, there sometimes. what I have here in front of me before your very eyes is a list of comic book characters and some are real and some are not and i'm gonna go down this list and we're gonna this is see exactly where i hope this was going to go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. now this was it was based on my research michael and i am not a good researcher but to the best of my knowledge the ones i said are real are real and the ones i said are fake are fake okay okay it can be kind of hard to know sometimes but this spans Let's say Marvel and DC. Okay, hmm. so we're not thinking like Dark Horse. Yeah. I'm saying if it is real, it's real from either Marvel or DC. Okay. I don't know if that helps you or hinders you in any way, but... Not really, no. Uh, this is a video game podcast, by the way, but we're going to do this fun little game because I like fun little games. Let's go. I will record your answers... At the end, I will tally them and tell you who is dumber. Cool. Number one. Fool killer. One word. Fool killer. Michael, real or fake? Fake. Michael says fake. Christian? I'll do real to shake it up. Okay. That is a real character. One for Christian. What? Number two is... Wait, no, no, no. What's the context here? Who's Fool Killer? Oh, I don't know. Probably a bad guy of some kind who kills fools. Mm. The Fool Killer is the name of four different fictional characters. Michael, no looking this up, dude. By Marvel Comics. I'm hacking your system. I'm shutting it down. Uh-oh. Number two. Hypno-hustler. Hypno-hustler. Michael. This can't be real. You're saying fake? I refuse to believe this is real. Christian? I'll keep it different and say real. Okay, it is real. Christian's up to zip. The hypno-hustler is someone who hustles people through hypnosis, I would assume. Bullet man. One word, bullet man. (laughs) Michael. Okay, yeah, that's real. Okay, Michael says real. Christian? I'll keep doing the opposite of Michael and say fake. It is a real character. Oh. Dude, Hypno Hustler has this, like... <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I can't think of his name. Why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> Parliamentary... Parliamentary Funkadelic. Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, okay. Anything going Bootsy on. Collins guy? Yeah, yeah. Got a Bootsy yeah. Collins thing going on. Okay, okay. The Oriental. Michael, real or fake? Uh, it's gotta be real. Michael says real. Christian? I'll say fake. It is a fake character. Wow, I... <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. You know, it's I... hard to say with some of these, but... Okay. Time slip. One word. 
time slip. Michael. Uh, fake. Michael says fake. Christian! I'll say real. It is real. Another one for Christian. Christian's doing very well by picking the opposite <laughs> of Michael. <laughs> zebra lad. Two words. Zebra <laughs> lad. Michael. Oh, please don't say it's real. Same say fake. 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 I'm saying fake. I'll say real. That is a fake character. That was a good one, Tucker. <laughs> Stegron. I can spell this if need be. Stegron, Michael. Spell it, please. S-T-E-G-R-O-N. Stegron. Michael says real. Christian. I'll say real. It is real. Points for all. Mist man hyphenated. Mist hyphen man. Michael. Fake. Says fake Christian. I'll say real. Fake. Mm. Point for Michael. Demolition smash. Two <laughs> words. Demolition space <laughs> smash. Michael. <laughs> what? Can you say this again? What was it? Demolition. Demolition smash. <laughs> okay. No, that's fake. Fake Christian. I'll say real. It is a fake comic book character it is a wrestler from the 80s but oh in the rules of this game it is fake yes I'm point nice one. oh wow this one's gonna okay whisper first name whisper second name adair a apostrophe d-a-i-r-e whisper adair michael that's real okay christian I'll say fake. That's real. I couldn't come uh, up with a name like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten-eyed man. Ten hyphen eyed space man. Ten-eyed man. Michael? That's fake. Fake Christian? I say fake. That is a real comic book character. What is, like, the, the logic here? Are they just kind of throwing words in a... <laughs> pulling words out of a hat and making a a character out of it. He's like a spider plus two. Yeah, that's more eyes than a spider. <laughs> uh, final one here. Long play. Long space play Michael. Fake. Fake Christian? I'll say real. Fake. Yeah. So, final score, Michael got one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven. Christian got one, two, three, four, five. Michael kicked my butt. John Michael, you really uh, came back around there. Wow, really? I would have figured the the racist one got me. Zebra lad really threw Christian there. That's really <laughs> where it all went wrong. Yeah. Um. Uh. Thanks for playing. Your uh, porcelain Dalmatians are in the mail, and uh, oh, cool. we can move on. Uh, Christian, you're back. I am. Can you please, Christian, walk me mm-hmm. through the truncated version of your PC experience? Because I'm, I love it, and I need sure. it. I need you to list a bunch of letters and numbers together as a name for a product that you bought several times, please. Okay. Well, 
I played through the entirety of Borderlands 3, but it was a very stuttery experience throughout. And uh, using resource monitoring, I came to the conclusion that it was my processor causing the problem. And so, in order to get a better processor, I was kind of um, stifled by my socket on my motherboard. So motherboards have sockets in them, and those sockets are usually compatible with a family of processors. And the family of processors I had a socket for was five years old, and I already had the processor towards the top end of that line of that family. So because of that, I would have to get a completely new motherboard. Right. And uh, also because of that, they had come out with a new generation of RAM, so I would need a new set of RAM sticks Mm -hmm. to put in there as well. Okay. And my processor is so old that when I bought my cooler for it, my cooler would no longer be compatible for my processor, so I needed a new one of those as well. Okay. So at first I was toying with the idea of just buying everything new, but then I, you know, molded over... Uh, figured I could reuse a decent amount of stuff. I can reuse all my hard drives. But I'll I'll get to the point where eventually I'll start swapping things out more extensively. I've got a couple other parts lined up yet. I've got an SSD and uh, more RAM in the pipe. But uh, last week it was new motherboard, new uh-huh. processor, uh-huh. new RAM, and uh-huh. new CPU cooler. Ooh. And it was very nerve-wracking. It was yeah. a very nerve-wracking experience reinstalling all of that because that might as well be, you know, rebuilding a computer. The things yeah. I kept were my power supply and my case okay. and all of my storage media. So that was about it. Everything else had to get unplugged because the motherboard is where pretty much everything plugs into. So I had to yeah. plug all of that out, unscrew the motherboard out, rip that sucker out of my case, and then put the new one in. And, uh, so the very, it's, it's a mess. I spent like two weeks, like spending multiple hours every day looking at different computer parts, reading Amazon reviews, reading Newegg reviews, comparing Mm. prices, seeing how much shipping would cost for X and Y, comparing coolers, which one should I get for this situation? What kind of look am I going for here? It was exhausting. And so things were very much in flux, despite the fact that I was researching for hours and hours in the couple weeks leading up to it. I still, like, was swapping out parts up until the point of purchase because motherboard reviews are crazy. You'll get, like, 51-star reviews and then, like, 205-star reviews. And so it's like, what what am I supposed to go on here? Exactly. All the all the people who have bad stuff happen to them leave a review. All the people who have right. good stuff happen to them, like me, don't really leave reviews all that often. You right. just it's move broken. on with your life. Right. So reading all those negative reviews isn't very good for <laughs> your psychological state either while you're building a computer because yep. you're just like, yep. wow, which parts of these are going to break? What's not going to work when I plug it all in? Right. But I seeded the processor. I put some thermal paste on that sucker, Ooh. installed my massive uh, Noctua NHD15 air cooler. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Onto Ooh. my i9-9900K, which is <laughs> double the core count and quadruple the thread count of what I was coming from. Okay. You could be Terrible making us. these names up and I wouldn't, I'd believe you. 
Totally, yes. Boost clock up to 5 gigahertz, which is mm-hmm. easy with my oh, NHD 15 knocked to a cooler Got with it. two huge fans strapped to the side of it. Okay. And it's funny because that cooler is ridiculously ugly. And cool. I was probably, I was not going to get it in the outset, but I could save 40 to $80 by getting this air cooler, which is <clears throat> like basically the top of the line, as good as they get better than the water cooler that i planned to get but i mean i just saved the 50 bucks and got the air cooler and put up with the ugliness because it's yeah. this it's the silver metal with these tan and brown oh. fans strapped to it <laughs> oh. incredibly ugly That's and awesome. the funny thing is is that two days after i put everything together they announced that they came out with an all-black edition hmm which is crazy making because that fan has been on the market for like four years now. This this cooler has. Yeah. And they decide, you know, two days after I put mine together, we're coming out with a black version that actually looks decent. But whatever, it's done. My motherboard has lights. My GPU has lights that sync up with the motherboard lights. And uh, I'm plowing through Call of Duty Mobile all day. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Snapdragon. I like it. You got it. Um, How... How yes. much, I guess, how much time do you think you put into research research for this? And then how much do you think you ended up spending on this? I'm curious because these are both things that keep, these are the barriers for me ever getting into PC. Yeah. So most of my research was doing just looking at parts and stuff. Um, a lot of my like, early teen years was spent just watching endless YouTube videos of people putting computers together. So I wasn't really worried about the putting it together part. And I had built my computer in the past so i felt comfortable from an experience perspective Hmm. but uh the parts part of it was the thing that i spent a lot of time looking into and because there's things that aren't always black and white when it comes to compatibility whether or not all your stuff is going to line up right because some things are a little different like with some cpu coolers it could be hard to squeeze certain sized ram in there and it can be a little bit of a nightmare, but there's plenty of like parts lists that people put together all the time. So they have like bought all those parts, put the computer together, and they can confirm it works. So if you want to go that route, you absolutely can. Hmm. But like the parts researching, it was me like looking at prices, debating whether or not I wanted to get a Radeon CPU versus an Intel CPU, looking at benchmarks, seeing which one can get me to that 144 frames per second mark better, all of that. Who's it? What's it? So uh, all said and done, all those parts together cost me right around 800 bucks, I want to say. And that's excluding the like seven hundred dollars the graphics card was so oh okay yeah that what you rocking dude just a rtx 2080 (laughs) but i fully intend to at the beginning of next generation there's rumors that um the next generation of graphics cards are going to come out the first half of 2020 okay so the 2080 that i have is not the best card that you can get it is and two notches below the 2080 Ti, which is the $1,300 graphics card. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, knowing that there's a card out there that is uh, very notably better than the one I currently have is a little bothersome. Okay. And I would like to amend that come next yeah. graphics card generation. How, 
how long do these i guess how long is this a viable i maybe that's not the right word but how long until this is outdated how long is it how long until your rig is outdated i guess i'm kind of curious as to how fast this this computer part cycle kind of runs that's a good question uh the parts that i was rocking at the time uh before this upgrade were five years old and they weren't top of the line those five years ago Hmm. uh but they were still powering me through most games but uh because games kind of made the switch to multi-threaded stuff and multiple cores back in the day Games very rarely used more than two to four CPU cores. Using four of them was a rarity, and I had four CPU cores, so that was more than enough at the time. But now games, especially modern games, like Borderlands 3 was using more than four cores, and Apex Legends was using more than four cores. And so using more uh, was kind of keeping my four-core guy back. But now... With eight cores, 16 threads, I like to think I should be good for another five to six years. Hmm. Okay. And also, having this uh, stuff purchased now, this is kind of, for the most part, kind of higher-end stuff, higher-end hardware. And so the consoles that they're currently building will utilize somewhere in the ballpark of what I've currently got, but probably undercut a little bit. So I should be good. I should be my rig should exceed the performance of the next console generation, but I intend to upgrade it in the meantime to keep it above that bar. Okay. Now is upgrading it, you know, is, is, is that kind of feasible or is that, I guess, do you, could you kind of understand what I'm asking there? Does, is it kind of tedious to consistently upgrade or is it parsed out enough where it doesn't really feel like a bother or the, the main way to do it, to keep up with games primarily, is just buying a new graphics card and shoving that sucker in there. And that's not not a really big deal. It's pretty easy, and it usually goes off without a hitch. And usually replacing the graphics card will give you another, like, three, two, three years of life as long as your processor and RAM are up to snuff. Okay. Hmm. So, Yeah. I have a question, Christian. Hit me. When you buy your graphics card, is it the same thing still where it's like... Um, where it's like, uh, this is this graphics card, you know, it's a 2080-something, you know, graphics card, but there's like 50 different versions of it because different manufacturers uh, each have their own little... Is it still like that? Because I hate that. It absolutely is, yes, sir. Ah, ah. So how did you decide which... You know which of your graphics card to go with i just picked one that uh aligned with the brand that i have used the most often over the years which is msi okay so i picked the rocking. msi card yeah which was uh also looked kind of neat i guess because i mean it's mostly just aesthetics at that point yeah. Uh, you can spend more to get a better bind card which is this whole thing where whenever NVIDIA, for example, sends out their chips, the Silicon Lottery dictates that some chips are going to perform slightly better than others, Oh no! despite the fact that they kind of have the same internals. Some will have better quality silicon than others and can be pushed a little further, and the graphics card manufacturers know this. They will kind of charge a little bit more for those better binned parts. And so that's why, like, the same graphics card 
the very same like name, like an RTX 2080 can be anywhere from like 600 bucks to 850. There's a decent range there that they play with. Mm. I didn't know. So that. yeah, That's it's crazy. awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, huh. it's not consumer friendly at all. You just kind of pick one and just say, okay, I'll do this one. That's weird. Do you think there's going to be a pushback against any, or I guess not that so much, but just in general, like how grognard it is shopping for PC parts now that they're pushing Game Pass so hard? Like, I feel like they're trying to get more of a baseline consumer into PC gaming at some point. Mm. Maybe. 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 I mean, it's been like this for a long time. Yeah. So I don't see why they would change now. But NVIDIA's been... Uh, toying with the market in an interesting way where so how the graphics cards work is nvidia comes out with their own stock nvidia cards first and then that's like the nvidia branded the nvidia looking ones just the stock cards that they come out with out the gate and then after that they ship their chips out to the board partners is what they're called which is like msi evga all these things that you're seeing all all the time yeah all these different colors and stuff. And then they get their hands on the chips and then they put their own coolers on it and then sell them usually for like a couple, you know, a little bit of a markup because they're strapping for the most part, better coolers to the same chip. But what NVIDIA has been doing now is with their own first run of these cards that have their own NVIDIA stock branding on them. They save the best chips, the best bin chips for their own cards now. So if you want the best performing card, you have to get the Founders Edition, which is the NVIDIA-specific chip. So they save the best chips for themselves, the ones with the best quality silicon, so that they can have a little bit of that market share and kind of entice people to buy their own manufactured products a little more. Because in the past, there was no reason to with the better coolers that other companies could strap to it. But yeah. now that they've, they're they keeping the best chips for themselves, so that makes them more competitive in that space. That's crazy. It is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any of this stuff. What a wild It's fascinating to follow. I mean, yeah. I'll I'll watch the 30-minute YouTube graphics oh, yeah. card reviews where they <laughs> put up charts for days. Um, we're out of the Bitcoin bubble, right? Yes. Yes, we have okay. been for a few years now, which is very okay. nice. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, do you see any benefit to anything other than gaming, or is this... Mo- oh, Michael's gone. Unfortuna Telly. Michael's internet let us all down at this moment. Bracket by Rief, Tucker and Christian go and watch the Doolittle trailer. Robert Downey Jr. talks to animals in the new trailer for Doolittle. Is the trailer out? <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh, I need to see that immediately <laughs> after the conclusion of this podcast. Yeah. I'm all into terrible Disney movies because mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. It is Disney, right? No, I think this is Universal. <gasps> oh, never mind. What does I'm sorry. Have to say? What does Michael have to say? What you gonna say? He saved and closed her. Oh. Why'd he do that to her? TMI, dude. He hardly even knew her. Bop boop boop bop boop. <laughs> oh wow. This two little trailer's great. 
<laughs> it's like dark and gritty Doolittle. Oh. <laughs> They're touting it's from the same oh. producer as Alice in Wonderland and Maleficent. Oh my gosh. I'm going to watch this trailer while we're waiting. Oh boy. Live reacts. Doolittle trailer. <laughs> no. Yes. This musical choice already is. Mm hmm. Okay. Dark and brooding cover of Happy Song. This sucks. <laughs> At least they didn't apply like a color f muting filter to the whole thing. I mean, there's, there's some green stuff in there for Shell sure. Shocked. How can uh, there be so many movies with CGI animals and they still haven't figured out how to make it look good? Yeah. It's because they're turning these movies out. They're not here to make CGI look good. They're here to make a buck. Yes. I mean, it looks expensive. It just looks bad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, this looks terrible. <laughs> you can talk to animals. Well, it's nice to see this isn't just a retread of Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> this is a terrible trailer. Yeah. It's just like scenes from the movie. <laughs> Why'd he stick his head in the wall? Fishbowl. Holy cow. Is he doing an accent? Oh, that tiger looks bad. <laughs> that Oh, no. Somehow. Oh. Why is the polar bear from the Golden Compass in this? Oh. I had that PS3 game. Oh, no. Did you play at it? No. It was oh. my little brother's, and so oh. I took that as an excuse to never play it. That's fair. What a wonderful world, Tucker. Oh, look at this cast list. Jesus. <laughs> Rami Malek? That's what movies do now. They just freaking stack the the back half of the trailer with the cast list. <laughs> it's got Marion Cotillard in it. Wait, what are we talking about? What, what did I miss? Are Hello, we, Michael. We talked about is this about... podcast or is this yes. off podcast? What's going? Oh, we're on air. Okay. The tape never stops spinning here at the XP Bar Podcast and Grill. Oh yeah. Michael, chin that microphone, Mister. I can still hear it. Chin it further. <laughs> How do you? What do you need me to do? I don't know. Put it below your chin. It's that's where it is. Okay. Breathe through your nose once. Beautiful. Okay. Michael, welcome back Hi. to the podcast. Hi. Hello. You can hear me all right, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Christian. What are you talking about? Uh, Christian's computer. Mm-hmm. Still? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Christian. What kind of, what kind of. You're okay, making this yeah. cut a lot harder, Michael. <laughs> 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 you son of a gun. Uh, I was just asking, Christian. Has this benefited your computer use in any way besides video gaming? Oh. That's another good question. So that as soon as I booted question. it up, I was loading YouTube videos and we were going lickety split. Oh, geez. But, you know, you, you only need it. Like, a phone can run YouTube videos fine. But I was noticing a lot more responsiveness when it comes to the illustrious alt-tabbing. Ooh. So okay. when I alt tab, things tend to be a lot snappier. Before I would get a nice little not responding uh, prompt for a little bit, 
but now it seems to kind of pick up on things a lot more quickly, which I appreciate. Tab. Who? What does alt tabbing mean? Never heard this phrase before. Alt tab is a wonderful tool that (laughs) basically what it does is it cycles through the open windows on your computer. So if you currently have a game open, if you alt tab, it'll go out of the game and into like your browser or whatever or discord. I'm going to try this. Yeah, so Michael. you can multitask oh, so my. that if you have like a full screen oh. game running, oh. alt tabbing will get you right out of it. Oh, 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 oh. This is cool. Okay, continue. Dude, wait till you hear about Windows D, dude. <laughs> wow. Well, Christian, mm-hmm. this is a video game podcast. Uh, how was gaming on this brand new spiffy computer been going? Um. Well, I haven't played much on it, okay. but... You know, played some Call of Duty Mobile, and it runs okay. As, okay. As, okay. Because so it's can... an Android emulator. Uh, <laughs> okay, that, that answers the question then. Never mind. Uh, I love the image of spending... <laughs> it, it sounded like this was a $1,500 rig, if my math is right. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Christian's a whale. As spending the time <laughs> yes. to put this together, and then using it to emulate a mobile version of call of duty mm-hmm. it's a beautiful i feel thing. good about it i feel good about it yeah <laughs> it feels right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i'm assuming hmm. it runs well oh yes yes okay. peak 60 frames per second Ooh. <laughs> it's like the hobbit wow it's like a pat on the back for you and a pat on the back for uh activision there Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Tencent. Thank mm-hmm. you, Chinese overlords. Ooh. Mm, Ooh. Yes. Mm. Okay. Huh. I'm not Jewish, <laughs> I swear. This, uh, this will help me on my next uh, Visa app, but okay. Oh. What What you using, Christian, what you using for what to play the games? Using a like a 360 controller still, or what are you rocking? Or a keyboard and mouse if you go in that direction with things? For the longest time, it was an Xbox 360 controller, and I still have it there for out-of-the-box, plug-and-play compatibility. Okay. But after I went back down the like PlayStation rabbit hole, I have now become very comfortable with the PlayStation controller, and now I just use that. And if the PlayStation uh, 4 controller is not compatible, I'll emulate it as an Xbox One controller, basically. So yeah. it's been all good. Okay. Okay. Well, I know a little PlayStation game you've been playing, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it, Mr. 120 Hours into Mm -hmm. It game. Mm Mm-hmm. Persona 5. What? Yes. Jeez. Persona Go, as it's sometimes called. Wait. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) How's that going? I see what you done doing there. Um, Um... You played 120 hours of that game, Christian? Yes, I'm 120 hours into Persona 5. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. How, how how much progress do you think you've made so far? Uh, according to my work friend, I'm a little over halfway. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm sucks. a little more than over halfway, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just the never-ending video game. Because that's, that's not normal. I don't think that's how... <laughs> 
You're not That's normal, <laughs> Christian. No, it's just it's just it's because what Persona Persona Four takes what forty, fifty, maybe sixty hours, tops. Oh, I could see that going to eighty, maybe if you're yeah okay if you're, if you're lounging yeah it. yeah. Which I feel like that's a game made for lounging, but sure. but um, yeah, 120 hours and halfway done sounds terrifying, and that doesn't sound right to my ears. <laughs> Something's off here. It is I terrifying. Don't know. That's yeah, that's intimidating. Yeah, it is, and that's why at the beginning of 2019, I made it my New Year's resolution. I made two of them. Uh, first one: keep track of all the games I played through. Throughout mm-hmm. the course of 2019, I've been doing that so far. We're good. The second one is the one that's come back to bite me now, which is mm-hmm. playing through Persona 5. And I wanted to do it. I've been sitting on it for like a year now. I've owned a copy. I just, you know, apprehension set in, and I procrastinated by playing a bevy of other 2019 releases. Oh yeah. And not playing Persona 5. And... I've got a friend at work who played it through, and he's like, oh my gosh, this game's so wonderful. This is great. I had a blast. And he's not a huge JRPG guy. He's the kind of guy who's like, you know, I don't want to waste my time playing the crappy games. I only want to play the best of the best. If it's not a 5 out of 5, don't even yeah. talk to me. So on Metacritic. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. He just ignores it if it's not. So he was like, you should try Persona 5, dude, because he knows I play video games. So... <laughs> I'm playing it. It's a strange statement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm playing it. And okay. uh I've it's taken 120 hours up to this point. I don't feel like so what I'm doing is kind of <laughs> yeah. the things I feel like you're supposed to do in a persona game, which is build up your relationships with the people. Yep. You know, I've got like twelve of the people's relationships maxed out, and I think I've got like eight more to go. Okay. So that's good. You know, I got a romance going. I've got... Uh, Who'd you pick? Uh, oh, boy. Makoto? I think her name's Makoto. Ooh. Okay. She's a uh, uh, school principal... No, school council president. And she wears metal mask and has a motorcycle. So that's cool. Good choice, son. Yes. Mm. And the, and it, you can't be polygamous. Otherwise, you're going to get beat up on Valentine's Day, I think Ooh. is what my friend told me. So okay. is there a different Japanese Valentine's Day? Not that I'm aware of. Is it February? I think so. I okay. Think. I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. There's like okay. a white day, white day. Perfect for, for us. Like reverse, yeah. like reverse Valentine's Day, but I don't... What's the... Uh... They do the festival okay. where they wear the kimono and then it's like Teddy is there and he says, ah, the girls love me type of thing. Is <laughs> yeah. that... Let's go on date. Yeah. Is that the same uh, thing? I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't know. We are, I am now, yeah, so there's White Day, which is like like the reverse of Valentine's Day. So like on Valentine's Day, you the guy buys the present for the girl and White Day is the other way around. Mm-hmm. Listen to fish a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the other <laughs> other thing is Tucker was talking about like the summer festivals and stuff yes. like that, and that's yeah. you know everyone wears the the yukatas, and Teddy runs away with all the female characters, and yeah. all the characters go, all the male characters go, brant brant. Um, Girls suck. And then they kick yeah. rocks. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Hmm. And then we, you learn, it's usually, you learn a little about yourself, you learn a little about others, everyone grows inside, watch some fireworks. It's a climax of, you insert your favorite anime here. Oh. So, but, uh, that raises an interesting point, Michael. Hmm. Because you played, or you watched me play some of Persona 4. Hell yeah. Um, and in my mind, Persona 4 has these kind of like big events that happen that are memorable, mm-hmm. that stick out in my mind. And I was watching you play some of Persona 5, Christian, and there was this trip to Hawaii, right? Yes. And from what I could tell, it doesn't have that same vibe to it, because there was just a lot of like them standing around talking about like their social media influence and that not even that like that doesn't bother me it's just it seemed a lot less like teenagers being teenagers you know it felt more like they were on a mission i don't know it felt more serious in a way that was kind of off-putting has there been moments of just like hanging out and acting like people yeah, there have been definitely those moments. Like, you'll okay. all gather around at the cafe, and you'll all share a bowl of noodles, and then Aww. throw snacks at each other, talk These about your lives. Vibes. I like this. Makoto. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Is every day still a great day at your local Junus? Ooh. Yes? <laughs> yeah! Because <laughs> it's in oh. Tokyo, right? Instead of the, the boonies? The boonies, yeah. Oh, Sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a city. Okay. Okay. I, I don't like, know. Yeah. What, what it's not Kamarucho. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know Kamarucho. I don't know. A lot know. of subways. Yeah, subways. Yeah. Okay. The okay. style in Persona okay. 5 is just off the charts, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Yeah. Like, yes. it's got that vibe, that style, that thievery, sneaking in the shadows stuff. Yep down pat and that is enough to keep you cruising through the first 40 50 hours having a great time but then you kind of begin to pick up on the structure and that's when it gets a little much that's when it starts wearing you down once you get to hours 80 90 100 110 120 is that these there's the palaces and the palaces are the dungeons and it's you find out about evil person and then you go to evil person's dungeon and then they have enemies there and enemies are their slaves of some form and then you liberate their slaves by like stealing their treasure in their dungeon and then everything's hunky-dory and then you hang out for like a couple weeks and then it's on to the next one and then okay. throw in a new party member and then on to the next one hmm. and eventually you know the fun thievery aesthetics kind of melt away and it becomes navigating menus in order to do the jrpg stuff so you can yeah. hopefully get this thing done in under 150 hours because uh, the dungeon I was watching you play, it didn't seem like it had any, like when I think thievery and like espionage and that type of stuff, I don't think like this bland factory environment. Yeah. Type of thing. Like the first dungeon is like a castle, right? Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. This one didn't seem cool. I don't know. No. They're a little hit or miss. The one I'm on now, they, there's an art museum, which is definitely Ooh. tracking on that. Yeah. And the one I'm on now is a casino, so okay. that's definitely tracking okay. too. But, okay. yeah, that one, that one that you were watching me factory, 
Yeah. Not so much. Bad time to jump in there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What's the uh, slice of life stuff doing for you? I think it's all right. I mean, the characters are interesting. I like seeing where their lives are going. I like hanging out with them, seeing what their little subplots end up doing. Okay. So, I mean, it's fine. It's just it can get exhausting (laughs) when I'm tapping X for 20 hours so that I can get back to the JRPG combat for 20 hours. And it's just it feels like the game's got an endemic pacing problem. Hmm. Mm. Just in general, just through the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, the game is, it allows you the freedom to choose what you want to do any day of your month, any day of the week. You choose what you want to do. After class, you get a chunk of time, do what you want. And so you can do the dungeons in bits and pieces and chunks, but then you're wasting so much time if you're doing that. So the game pushes you and incentivizes you to do the whole dungeon in one day. Do it all in one day, get it done. Then you can do stuff with other people for all the rest of the days and then dungeon one day. And so it's like 10 hours spent on one day and then 10 hours spent across like a month. And a lot of that is clicking through menus, waiting to sleep, waiting to wake up, reading whatever the people texted you that day, Hmm. waiting through classes. You got to do the what to do's. (laughs) Yeah. Is the main plot grabbing you? Like the the interrogation leading into flashbacks of stuff type thing? That's another situation where the opening, you know, 50, 60 hours were much better than this latter 100 had been. Because yeah. there's a lot of stuff you're not really familiar with in the openings. And yeah. in the first couple palaces... You know, they're just establishing things and it feels very unique and fresh and it feels like there's so much potential. And then once you start realizing what they're hitting you with, you just kind of become acclimated to it and you get answers to some of the mysteries and then they don't adequately set up new mysteries to (laughs) kind of go in their place. And I mean, there's still a character we don't know the identity of right now, but that hasn't been enough for me to stay intrigued and interested there have been a couple moments where it's like oh there's a new character this is interesting and then you find out who the new character is almost immediately and then it's just you know back to business as usual okay Hmm. i have one final question for you christian regarding persona 5 the game we're talking about yes uh my experience or impression is that the other persona games have this thread through them of everyday life juxtaposed with like almost cthulhu-esque like unknowable you know like the demon world and it's this crazy thing and we are ants to them and there's machinations going on behind the scenes does that i haven't seen any of that from what i've played or what i've seen you Mm. play is that like a running thread through the thing or I i feel like it was from the outset but that kind of dissolved and now it's like, the more you spend your time in this other realm, the less mysterious and kind of imposing and threatening it feels. Okay. Because in the beginning, it's creepy where you see this, like, demon-looking thing that's off off to the side while everyone's just walking around. And then you see this huge demon appear out of nowhere. And you just look cool. over at it. It's like, ooh, what the heck? And then uh, everything goes back to normal. And that was an interesting thread but that is completely abandoned after the opening cutscene, and so it just becomes oh. hop into the palaces in the other realm 
it is what it is. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And so hopefully I will finish this Persona 5 video game in this lifetime. I would like to finish okay. it within the week before Modern Warfare and the Outer Worlds drop. Right. Hopefully. I'm praying to, you know, Allah and every Persona I've got in my party right now yes. that that will be the case. Mara. Yeah. And... Mara is a penis. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the um, good one. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh... Uh, this is the second time I've heard the Mars a penis thing today. In a wheelchair. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Christian, you keep mentioning this uh, pressure, and I love it. From, yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, it's so human to be mm-hmm. fighting against time. I love it. Yep. And the sad part is, once I finally finish Persona 5, it'll only feel so good, because I will have to grapple with the fact that uh, the superior version of that same game is going to be released right. in a handful of months in the U.S., and right. my supposedly quote-unquote definitive experience of Persona 5 will be rendered completely obsolete. Hell yeah. I uh, I wouldn't put any, I wouldn't put too much faith in that, because Persona 4, they ruined it. Chris mm-hmm. Yeah, they made it worse. I was going to say, yeah, the, they did the same thing with Persona 4, and Golden is not the is absolutely not the definitive version of that game. Did they add a party member in Four Golden? Yes. Yep. Okay. Did they add Sucks. more to the end of the game in Four Golden? Ooh, kind I of. think so. Kind of. Kind of. My understanding is kind of. Five R supposedly is going to add another semester to the end of the game. Oh my gosh. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Three was better though. They made three better. So really, yeah. They, Should... And they added like a whole expansion pack type thing to that. So who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Christian. Yep. Any? Uh, I've kind of forced the buffet hand upon no, you. But by all means. do you have any any samples or any little little tidbits on our way out? Any any after dinner mints? Sure. Played through Untitled Goose Game and I didn't like it. Cool. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just not into it. Yeah, the you know, goose like fun. didn't taste good mm. on this dinner plate. Do you guys hate Twitter as much as I do? No. Mm. Okay. I like Twitter. That hellscape. I don't think a picture of the goose from Goose Game is funny in any context. Like I, I've yet to see one, but they keep trying. Honk. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's mischievous. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I've, laughed at, I've laughed at goose memes but that's the thing that peeves that me is that none of these goose memes are in the game because they right. see these wacky crazy out there memes using goose game art style and goose game goose and that pumped me up <laughs> for playing this goose game because I was yeah. like holy crap this goose is like a personality, a cult of personality is embodied into this foul. And <laughs> yeah. I was very That's excited to sense. see that make manifest and for yeah. me to be able to inhabit said creature. But the entire game is just slowly lumbering around this cumbersome goose, putting your head down, dragging things, and mildly inconveniencing the denizens of a small town. Hmm. That's just my uh, day-to-day. You see, that description sold me on Goose Game. Yeah. I mean, by all means. I don't know. <laughs> I th- You get the impression maybe it's a make, like make of it what you will kind of thing. Like if someone 
had the interest in being doing something stupid with it for say the sake of content mm. they'd be able to make it more <laughs> little Keep more what you'd expected than screen. what it actually is i guess you you play it not the way it's supposed to be played but you play it kind of in your own way and out of that comes this weird more surreal experience or is it just kind of does that make sense? Does anything I say make sense? Yeah. Yes. Is this mic on? Yeah. You're asking if you're just you. knocking things off a list or if it is a play box for you to be chaos. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess it's kind of both of those things. They give you a checklist of things to do, <laughs> and that kind of nudges you into the direction of completing the game. And that's kind of <laughs> that's what I was cool. doing. I was going yeah. through the checklist and i did the things and then i got to the end and did the last thing and then felt empty inside and then watched a 10 minute donkey video and was infinitely more amused in the 30 (laughs) seconds that he was dragging the guy's boot away than i was spending 10 hours doing it myself essentially Hmm. so Hmm. yeah is there value in that Christian, does that make this a good game because you got enjoyment out of it through a third party? That's a good question. I'm glad it exists. I mean, it's clearly tracking with a lot of people, and a lot of people are enjoying it in a way that I didn't sitting by myself at four in the morning while it's dark outside, playing, Mm. spending four hours of my morning playing Goose Game. But, Mm. you know, I'm very glad to see something so weird and unique is selling pretty well. I think there's some money pouring into the old meme economy around this game. That's what I'm saying. Just throwing that, that theory out there. Yeah. I mean, our very own Kyle dropped a meme into the chat, said best game ever. And so I bumped it up my list. That and sucks. I did not see that meme throughout the entirety of my gameplay. The meme economy. Economy. Hmm. That's okay. What have you all been playing? Hit me. Michael, are we doing rock, paper, scissors? I well, I mean, I don't. So, go. I guess I ha- I was curious about something here. Oh. I kind of wanted to get your opinions on something because I guess to take it from the top. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever really kept it a secret. I, when I was in college, I was studying Chinese politics and culture and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm curious. Not I'm not going to ask directly about this whole Blizzard thing, mm. but it's made me wonder: Is there ever a point? I guess contextually here, there's been a lot of public outcry because Blizzard's censored some of its competitive players over statements made about Hong Kong to try to appease the Chinese audience. And I'm wondering, is there ever a... And and there's been a backlash, there's been a boycott and stuff like that. I'm just kind of wondering from your your two's... Your guys' point of view. Hello. If... uh, Is there ever a point, you think, where... a where some kind of political context around a game would keep you from playing it. Hmm. 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 We ooh, you would have to be hmm. Most of the games I feel like this would apply to I wouldn't be playing in the first place but i have bought overwatch twice so i feel like I'm that's part of the problem yeah i mean because that's well i mean one of the things i was thinking about is you know yeah i'm not gonna buy a blizzard game but there's also no blizzard game i want to buy yeah so 
it's hmm. an easy decision for me to make but i guess what i where i'm coming from is there are definitely companies i choose not to support because i think they're terrible mm-hmm. like chick-fil-a mm. um closed on sundays yeah but <laughs> it doesn't overlap with games i feel like too too often like from software is not going to do something stupid like this, you know? Like the, the I don't know, cuz we're not dealing I don't know. I don't know, Michael, cuz the games I play are usually not from giant corporations, but sometimes they are. Is Microsoft evil? Is that what you're is Well, it, do we know if they are or not? I'm scared. <laughs> they probably are. I don't know. No. There's probably some weird baby kicking factory in the middle of nowhere that they yeah. It has Bill Gates' face on it. Um, Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just kind of curious because, I mean, I guess the most recent big game you and I purchased, oh. we have played a couple hours of. Yeah. There's there's some moral arguments that could be made about whether or not it should be supported. Christian also bought this game. He's implicit. Yeah, in he's this beaten thing. it. He upgraded his computer. You monster. Borderlands 3, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Boycott WoW Classic. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Randy Pitchford's a dick, but... Right. But this uh... isn't about Randy Pitchford being a dick, or the Blizzard heads being a dick. This is about them actively censoring something. And people responding to that. So I'm just kind of... I'm wondering whether or not you guys have, like, a... Is there a point where you guys feel like you'd ever not play a game, not because of quality or mm. reputation, but because of politics? Outside of like obvious ones, like maybe Postal or something. The really absurdly, intentionally abhorrent ones. Can I throw a question back at you, Michael? <laughs> oh, Shoot me, gold. Is this a new problem? Uh, what would be an example of this from like 15 years ago? Because I am having trouble. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. I think this is the, within this context, this is the first time I think it's been a, at least this public. Because I mean, if you go through the through the last like decade or so, you'll find, you'll find companies changing things to appease to, not to pick on China, but to appease China because they want access to the market and because information is so controlled there and stuff like that that you need yeah. to be able to present a certain narrative. Or else they just shut you out of the market, and that market's big mm-hmm. enough that that's the companies bow to that. I guess yeah. Yeah. the birth of the. Is, I guess. Go ahead. I'm just saying this is the first time I think we've seen media companies get backlash for that between Blizzard and and the NBA. Yeah. At least this publicly in this much of a backlash. The birth of the ESRB seemed to be a bit political with the. Mortal Kombat and Night Trap and them testifying before Congress and then the Nintendo representative being like, Mr. Congressman, you will never see Night Trap on a Nintendo console. (laughs) But that's like, that's politics butting into something outside the system. I don't know. Uh, It's not apples to apples. I just, yeah, it's hard to think of. Like, there's games from a while ago that have things in them that now are or at the time even were terrible that i don't feel good about but that's outside of like a company doing something evil i don't know it's hard Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. if mm, 
I don't know. I would need like a good example of something and then I could make like a moral judgment, I feel like. But without <laughs> just in general, it's hard to it's a hard thing to think about, I think. OK, I was just curious. Yeah, I thought I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So I would be less inclined to buy Blizzard products after this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I would be, too. And I guess that's but I mean, it's again, it's easy for me to say that because there aren't any Blizzard products I really right. want to buy right. anymore. I mean, I sold my copy of Overwatch, and I don't feel any inclination of ever going back. Okay. But it's got a guy, and he's from an insane asylum, and he's crazy. Oh, he's... that's right. That's why he's got his feeties out. Yeah. he got a little feeties out. Oh, Blizzard. Oh, Blizzard. I don't know. I wish I could say that I would not buy a game for political reasons, but I feel like I would regardless. I am very, I've got, like, video game blinders on where yeah. I just I just look at the game, and then I don't care about much anything else or even in like battlefront 2's case despite the fact the loot boxes were complete crap and they mm-hmm. soured the experience outside of the actual playing the things well, i guess even in playing the things but i mean i took it as it was and had a lot of time doing star wars shoot shoots for uh 105 hours i think it was my number one Ooh. most played game of 2018 so dark times man yeah and i just i i kind of had a come to jesus moment with this recently (laughs) where i was talking because at lunchtime i talk with other folks who play video games and Mm -hmm. they're aware that i have expressed mild interest in the next call of duty entry and they're like so are you gonna get it and i'm like i still haven't quite decided yet and they're like but it's activision i'm like oh yeah i guess when you put it that way yeah, I probably shouldn't buy it, but if the game's good, I'm probably mm. going to want to get it anyway. And I like what they did with Crash and Spyro and Crash Team Racing, but I don't like how they put microtransactions into things after launch. And I suppose by buying the game, I'm kind of implicitly putting my approval on such business practices. But I want to have fun. I don't. I don't think not... Hmm. Hmm. I don't think it is a great thing for the burden of like a moral judgment on a, on a company to be. Are you buying the product? Like, I don't think boycotts are. I don't know. They don't seem effective to me, and I don't think it's a good way for people to show. Like, I mean, they've worked in the past. Maybe not know. in games, but it's just at. Uh, Companies are so big now that it would suck if I couldn't play a game I wanted to play because some aspect of this gigantic corporation is evil because they're all evil. I don't know. At some point, you can't play video games or buy media or products. Well, yeah, and that's... that's, Yeah. I wish there was a better way for me as a consumer to voice my opinion that this company should change their ways. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Especially something like the microtransactions. I don't need to... I could buy the game and not pay for any microtransactions, and I feel like that would send a better message than me just not buying the game at all. Yeah. Right, but is that... I don't know if that's really an option in this one in particular. Mm-hmm. And it seems... I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a lot of public... You know, people publicly upset with what Blizzard did in regards to the the uh the player in question uh, who they censored and then a couple other subsequent cases of censorship they took his money maybe, away too 
Yeah, they did. They Sucks. took his winnings. So it, I mean, the outcry has been building. Maybe it's enough. Maybe in the past it just hasn't been enough because there aren't enough people who are angry. But as things kind of spread this time around, it seems like they've touched a nerve. Yeah. Which is what's interesting watching this from like a, a politics standpoint because I don't think I've ever really noticed a nerve being touched as hard as the Blizzard thing or the NBA thing when it comes to the whole Chinese censorship argument. Yeah. Doesn't that kind of bother you, though, that there's been this thing happening in Hong Kong for months and then video game happened and now everybody's upset about it? No, because I think people have been upset about it beforehand, but this is the first time where it's like a... I mean, this is the first time you're seeing it spill over into, you know, American markets and stuff like that. Yeah. Now you're seeing our folks having to be censored. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a, a cynic, a cynicism to it, but... yeah. And, I mean, the other side of it is that where's, where was all of this anger when airplane companies were no longer allowed to list Taiwan as an independent country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm saying, yes. It's like, oh, my Overwatch. But, no, I mean, I'm it's... Upset. But it's happening now, though, and that's the thing is yeah. now you're seeing that public yeah. anger. And a lot of it's directed mostly at the NBA, but Blizzard's been wrapped right. up in this as well. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it just got me wondering whether or not, you know, is is there a point where either of you would not buy a game because of the politics behind it, not just the the quality of the game or the reputation of the game or the company? Because it's easy to say, you know, like, Activision's this evil corporation, or EA's this evil corporation, because they are. <laughs> and but yeah. you'll still buy the. But I mean, I'll still buy an EA game if it's something that I want. Because what harm does it do to anyone for you to buy an EA game? Exactly. You you just give money to a big dumb company that works its its uh, employees to the bone. I should but. stop putting gas in my car. If I'm just <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's yeah, and that's. If at at some point living within modern society, you're you're yeah. aiding and abetting horrible things no matter what. But yeah, and I'm not trying to diminish in any way how terrible this Blizzard stuff is because yeah. it sucks. It's terrible, but I don't know. I wish I had the moral fortitude to boycott something like that, but I don't. Yeah, I got a work friend who refuses to buy or play or sign up to anything epic game store related despite the fact that pc is primary platform i don't get that at all wait why can i i need some it's because of their philosophies around like monitoring and personal info and stuff like that so he refuses to accept any of those terms and conditions and will happily ignore the fact that anything comes out on epic game store first and will just look at the steam release date instead you cannot position Steam as the good guy alternative because it is not, dude. <laughs> yeah. Steam is evil as well. <laughs> We're all screwed. I I don't get the epic hate. I think it's so dumb. Like, they're all evil storefronts. What are you going to do, <laughs> guy? Epic has the free games, though. But Gaben gives us the sweet Steam sale twice a year. Mm-hmm. Those have been bad for a while. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I said it. Oh. But you can buy this this remastered port of a JRPG you'll never play. Yeah, for like $43 off of it. Yeah. Like, come on. What about my, like all 20... my adult cartoon games? <laughs> Shower with your I dad don't... simulator. 
Yes. I don't understand. Now you speak my language. <laughs> uh, I can't fault someone for playing with uh, what is S W Y D S. Squids. Dad simulator. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh. So, Final thought yeah. on this is Borderlands 3 was the closest I probably will get to what you're talking about. And I bought it, so I'm yeah. I'm the bad guy. So. Oh, yeah, I bought it too. Do you want to talk Borderlands, Tucker? Sure. Should we talk Borderlands? Sure. Because, Christian, you liked Borderlands. Yes. Okay. Three, right? The yes. Third, Three, two, right. one. Tails? Sure. Appreciate because that. I... I'm having a very, very hard time with it. Yes. I don't care for this game. <laughs> um, I don't know. I It wasn't as grating to me, I think, with Borderlands 2. I, I think I just kind of stopped playing that because the times. It was, sure. it was just kind of a busy time. But this time around, I, I find a lot of the, the sense of humor stuff off-putting enough to keep me away from the game hmm. which i actually didn't expect as much but it's just been kind of real grating and i will preface this by saying that there have been moments that i have laughed okay okay i'm like three hours in some of the claptrap stuff made me laugh when he's <laughs> lodged in the it's window and that's that's how they plug the the uh the 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 air leak in the in the bridge of the ship. I laughed. I thought it was funny. And he's just still there. It's like a Futurama joke or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a Futurama joke that uh, I laughed when you can kind of like switch his antenna as a part of that quest. Sure. And you just kind of cycle through it as far as like what he was saying. It wasn't as funny, but as far as visual humor goes, I laughed because it's like, hey, he's got a little, little coat hanger now. That's silly looking or he's wearing a top hat. <laughs> I laughed. Clap trap. But I like, for the most part, though, a lot of just the dialogue is putting me off of this game in a way that I didn't expect to be as hostile as I am to. Mm-hmm. I kind of prefer, I think I prefer the writing in 3 to 2. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I mean, we haven't had boner farts yet, but we've had truffle munch and butt munch. Yes. Yes. It's still terrible. It's still terrible. <laughs> but I like, I kind of like this dumb like evil twitch streamers with kind of all right designs over guy in a mask is a dick to everyone for 20 hours or whatever like i i guess nothing about two beyond it kind of expanding the scope of the fiction a little bit which i appreciate but other than that i really didn't like the the main drive Mm -hmm. to two so but three is paced so slowly it's hard to appreciate anything because it's just like everything takes four hours like the time between when it's like let's leave this planet and then get to the next planet was like what an hour and a half an hour and 45 minutes or something it was crazy uh, you mean when you start the quest for that or when you like because you got to go fuel the truck and then you put the fuel in the ship and then you get on the ship and then there's like 12 quests to do on the ship oh yeah 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 the eventually... whole well i mean they're meant to like familiarize yourself with the ship but Don't. yeah, it's, <laughs> it it drags on. You're it's not clear. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Put everything on the ship in one room. It's a video game, okay? I don't want to do three levels of elevator action to get to my freaking. 
target range for my But you trophy. gotta find Moxie. Yeah. She has boobs is the joke still. And like the... <laughs> really hate the uh, the mechanic lady where every joke is I'm fat and horny. Like, we're yeah. still doing this, huh? Like, come on. And that was yeah. a two thing. Was that a two thing? She was in two, all up in was it. Was she in two? I yeah. don't even... I don't... Okay. No scooter to speak of so far. Get red. None of that. No, nope. I don't know, man. It's so sad. What are these? Uh, what are these? Um, boy, uh, the uh, things that make a game better. What are those called? What's our what's our phrase for those? Features? We have a phrase for them. No, uh, things in a sequel uh, that improve your something with life, quality of life. Yes. What 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 does this game have that's rocking your boat, Christian? Because I didn't notice too many of them. I guess uh, the shooting felt significantly better to me, much okay. tighter. Okay. And uh, that extends to the reload animations, how the recoil looks while you're aiming down sight. All the way okay. down to uh, people popping up in the air sometimes when you get a crit, and okay. how their body parts get obliterated when you blow them up right. Okay. A lot of missing heads, that's true. Okay. Megusta. Um, Fast travel's now a thing, too. And oh, that is nice. That's good, yeah. That's, yep. that's a nice little improvement. Uh, driving things around feels a little better, a little tighter, a little more responsive. There's more okay. variety of vehicles as well. So that's true. You're not just driving the buggy for 40 hours. Yeah. So I like this. This uh, one billion guns thing doing anything for you? Uh, I thought it was fine. I don't know. It's It's another Borderlands game where they toss in a couple more variables for them to screw around with. Mm. Yeah. Well, parts, part it, slots. I always, yeah. I I like it to some degree. I just guess I have a beef with that part of it in particular, just because it feels as though you spend time, you don't you don't really have time to familiarize yourself with a gun because you'll kill a bunch of dudes and suddenly a blue gun appears with a higher weapon score or whatever, and it feels as though you should be playing with that, and that it just doesn't. It doesn't feel as though like what you should be doing is learning how to really get to know the weapons you're using as much as it is just shuffle through and see what the next gimmick is or what the next high number is. Yeah. How did Destiny solve that problem? What was the Destiny system? Or did Destiny have that problem? It had it. But I okay. think Borderlands 3 and Destiny both share the same solution, which is that the end game is very much you pick your favorite gun and then you stick with it. Where, okay. like, my Borderlands 3, the past 10 hours I spent with Borderlands 3 was I found a legendary gun that had a feature I loved. And I stuck with it for, like, 10, 12-character levels. Despite the fact that it was 10, 12-character levels behind, it was still mowing stuff down because of that one feature that it had for it because it was a legendary weapon. So okay. I'm still rocking it, still enjoying it. Okay. Hmm. What's the end game like? Is there a... Uh... There's, like, dungeons and stuff you can run, right? Good question. I'm not sure. I don't know if there's okay. endgame dungeons. I don't. I didn't come across any. They did a couple of interesting things. Uh, one of them they take from Diablo, which is 
you can increase the difficulty of the game basically make your bullets do less damage make the enemies do more damage make you more squishy and all of that is in service of basically cranking up the rare loot drops so you can trigger on and off higher difficulties once you beat the game and also as you complete challenges and whatnot you also get extra ranks forgot what they're called this time around like vault something ranks or something and uh not only do those increase like your base just character stats like your reload speed like your shield recharge rate just blanket increase to those things but with every one you increase you also tick up the skill tree until you eventually get the last skill in that tree which is very enticing like one of them is every character you kill with a headshot explodes which can also blow up another character or another enemy, for example. So basically creating a cacophony of explosions courtesy of one single headshot. So there's neat stuff, stuff to keep you chasing, and some fleshed out stuff there that wasn't in Borderlands 2. Okay. Hmm. What character did you rock? Uh, I started out with Siren Lady, and that's my co-op character. She's okay. somewhere around level 20. And then my main character, my solo guy, was, uh, oh boy, forgot the character's name, Ranger Man. Okay. Ranger guy who's got the, uh, the hu- turret and uh, the, the drone, I mean, the drone, and then the okay. clone that he can pop out there, and then the shield okay. that he can pop out there. Okay. And Michael, you were uh, diva? Epic Mechley. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Diva, uh, Mech Lady. Yeah, I picked Mech Lady. Okay. I don't know. I wanted to try something different. Yeah, Fleck, the Beastmaster. Yeah, it's also who my dad played as. We Ooh. are in sync, me and my dad. Oh, in sync. Okay, um, Tucker. Uh, not to change the subject. I revved the segue up for you, Michael. I had it all gassed up and. <laughs> Tell me about playing Destiny Two with your poppy. Um, I, I'm just kind of curious as to what this is like. It kind of sucked because I was like, Father Unit, let's play this game called Destiny 2. And my dad had not played Destiny 1 because it was a console game, and he does not have a console. Oh. Right. Hmm. But Destiny 2 came to PC, so I was like, Pa, you know what? It's $60 that I'm asking you to spend on this game. And he was like, okay, sure. A game we'll that's now free game. to play. Game that's now free to play. <laughs> Is it now free to play? Really? Yeah. Cause they, cause Bungie, what like bought their independence back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then it wasn't very good, and then I felt really guilty because it was like, <laughs> cause I liked Destiny One, and then Destiny Two was like, <laughs> it was not very good. So I felt bad the whole time I was playing with him because I'm like, oh, he's probably did, not enjoying this. Did your dad like it? I think so, a little bit. Oh, hmm. like not a ton. It's not a very good game, is the thing. Like, there's not a lot to. Is I guess okay, because I guess part of this questioning comes from the fact that the Destiny Two times was when the, the podcast was effectively on hold. It was sleeping. It was yeah. It was hibernation, deep sleep until the Destiny Two days would pass and it could emerge safely. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what was wrong? What was Destiny Two like? I know nothing about this game other than that it's worse than the first one. Uh, was this the one where the the they took the, all the guns? This is the one where they took all the guns. The Nathan yeah. Fillion bot died. Yep. Sure. They want to. I thought that was the. the sun. What? 
I don't Wait, know. I thought that was the ending to <laughs> the new DLC to the the first. Okay. Uh, there's a big rhino man and he wants to harness the sun or something and then the guy knows how to do that so he has him chained up and then they have cutscenes where it's just them talking to each other and then you do destiny type things but it doesn't feel as good or make any sense in the, it was bad I don't know man what was wrong with it what kind of broke down it didn't have the cool mystery to it mm. is my big problem Destiny 1 had this cool mysticism, like that opening cutscene's awesome where it's got like the star chart, but it looks like water or whatever. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. The Destiny art style. And there was the sense that uh, there was a lot to discover about this game. And then Destiny 2 was like, nope, here's the level, and you go through it, and then the level's not very good, and then that's the same bad guys as in 1, and then it's over. And I didn't like it at all. Mm. Paul McCartney come back? No! No! As someone who didn't play any Destiny 1, the fact that Destiny 2 was very cut and dry, the main plot was this big bad guy who wanted to do big bad things and had someone captured in order to do those big bad things. The plot had a, you know, end point. You want to kill the big bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's straightforward. There isn't mystery around the edges. I don't have to go and type in something into my web browser in order to read a bunch of pages and paragraphs of whatever this lore is. (laughs) I found it very enjoyable. That's good, because as you probably know, Destiny had all those problems. Problems is a strong word. Uh, I don't. They had artistic Mm. choices that some people can appreciate and some people can't. Remember when there was a mystery character who appears and then they never explain who she is or why <laughs> yeah. she's important, but she's there. She, she like and touches they replace her ear. Peter Dinklage's voice with another robot for some reason, and mm-hmm. she like basically shows up and says like he's the one, and then disappears. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not dreaming that. Right? Okay. No, Destiny One's awesome. Uh, so maybe it's a nice change of pace. They actually tie up their loose ends. But they're dumb loose ends. They're like the most boring loose ends possible. I don't know. But Tucker, they were dumb mysteries in the first one. No, it was beautiful. Leave me alone. Destiny's a good game. I feel like those mysteries are what would have kept me playing Destiny past the like 120 hours I spent with Destiny 2. That's probably would have kept me going onward. But instead, you know, I... I got what I got. I knew what I was getting. And by the time I ran every strike 10 times and ran the raid twice and killed a bunch of people in Crucible, I felt satisfied enough to where just grinding up that next light level, so like spending 10 hours to increase my power level by one, wasn't compelling enough on its on its surface by itself. If there was some, you know fascinating lore tidbits if there was some really neat settings i just wanted to be in again then maybe that would have pushed me but i'm okay leaving it and never coming back never all these you know big expansions keep coming i don't care i don't need it in my life anymore i think they're pretty good though it's a healthy place like the thing that's stuck in my craw right was you would upgrade your character but you would do it through these missions where you would wander through mist and then there would be basically audio logs, but they would be like big orbs or something. Mm. And then it would be like, yes, or whatever, you know, destiny dialogue. And then you would fight a bunch of guys and then your guy would like level up to the next level. And I was like, what? This is terrible. It looks like a unity, like somebody got unity. And then this was the first level they made is like a tree on a hill. (laughs) I don't know. 
I didn't like Destiny 2 very much. But to answer your question, Michael, playing with my dad was interesting because he plays like I do, which is that he's constantly embarrassed that he's holding other people back. Oh, so no. whenever we would team up with someone, because a lot of it's like I three people, right? Yeah. It's not just two people. So we yeah. would always have to have some guy in our <laughs> group. And then my dad could not do the jumping puzzles. And oh, the other no. guy would just like stand there at the end and stare at us while we were trying to, you know, jetpack. It was awesome. And my dad, uh, on voice chat is awesome because he'll say like one word a minute, you know? He'll just be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a nice experience, but not because of Good. the game. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I am very lucky that I can play a game with my dad like that. Yeah. I'm in a privileged space. So, um, how's how's Iceborne going, dude? I have hit hour 200 of Monster Hunter World. Thanks, dude. Christian. Thanks I don't know Iceborne. how you guys do it. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I don't know. It's fun to just kind of click your mind off and roll around a bunch until a monster runs into a wall and then you can smack it a couple times with a giant katana. I don't know. It, it's it's relaxing. It's art. It's beauty. Yes. Like uh, I don't know. It's been good. It's been... It's challenging in a way that's not overbearing, mostly. I don't know. They the, the last... They throw in the big final boss now and it's a bit of a... He's a, he, he's a bit of an ordeal in a way that's not fun. Okay. But outside of that, it, it, I don't know. It's it's Monster Hunter. It's it's just kind of nice to get to just go into these like twenty minute fights, action RPG fights, and and smack things Kill with something. crazy looking weapons. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is it cozy? Is this Winter Wonderland cozy? Uh, there are moments that it's like cuddly. The cats are doing Ooh. cute stuff. I don't know. Ooh. Now the now the chef in the new place, the chef cat is a grandma chef. Ooh. Who taught the muscular chef? And she's all like, "Welcome to Grandma's kitchen," and hums to herself while making roasted meat for you. It's, I'm it's into cozy. All of that. It's comfy, comfy anime. Stuff. Is there some dazzling, pretty stuff? Kind of like that Ash stage that I kind of remember in Monster Hunter World. Ash hmm. stage, where it looked kind of like snow, and then there's like the ice crystals and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Shelf. Yeah, like the the coral. Yeah, coral. That's islands. it. Not the, yeah, ash, the coral highlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scenery wise. I don't think it's. I, th- I think like the coral highlands and that kind of environment is still the most interesting to me. But it's not. It's not bad to look at. It looks yeah, nice. That's good. The monster designs are cool. They're detailed in a way that it, that's cool. That's they still try to build out that endemic kind of relationship in the environment. That's that I don't know. It feels like it pays off and. Not maybe not pays off, but feels like it feels like a lived-in world to some degree. But no, no I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it. I'm not done with it. How does not by a long shot. how does this content, this expansion or DLC, slot in to the base game? Is this like end stuff? Like after you yeah. supposedly finish the story, now here's the Iceborne stuff that you can finally get to. Yeah. So the way to look at it is this is the new, like. It's post end game, so it's gotcha. a whole new, new like area, whole new level kind of things. They rank up all the monsters again. Oh wow! Um, but throughout the throughout the game, even up to that point, though, they've added new moves and new attacks and stuff like that to go with the weapons and mm-hmm. built out new weapon trees. And that's surprising. Yeah. Is Monster Hunter Iceborne eligible for Game of the Year awards? 
I wouldn't vote for it for game of the year, but it's probably the the most I've played a game this year. But is it eligible? I don't know. This is I thought we decided it was going to be to some degree and I didn't wasn't going to question that because I view you guys as the high masters. I was high masters of the game of the year book and I'm just kinda here following along. Okay. Thinking I can talk about Borderlands at the end of the year if we want to talk about something. Like <laughs> oh no. Yes. The only game we need to talk about, really. Yes. <laughs> I'm really nervous about this game of the year stuff, because I don't know. I don't know. I'm resigned to the fact I'm not going to, by any chance, play enough to have an informed decision this time around. Okay. So I'm just going to come along for the ride and talk about fighter jets and okay. icy dragons. I hope we award it to artsy, fartsy, kind of broken game like we did last year. That would be cool. Epic Games exclusive. Ooh. Uh, Michael, any other, any other after dinner mints from you? Nope, I think we're good. Okay. I, I did want to ask. It seemed like you're you're checking out a Gears of War five now. I'm sorry, Gears five. Um. On the PC I am because I hate when games crash and then I have no idea if it's going to keep crashing and then I don't want to play it. Oh no, I that's awful. That. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not even a crash, it's just like, boop, it's gone. <laughs> like, oh like the no, gone. that's the worst. I almost hate that more than like the freeze crash. Right, because then you know something screwy is happening. Yeah. This was in the middle of a cutscene because it was awesome because Michael was watching me play. Uh, it was. And it was this huge cutscene that was very stupid. And then... <laughs> yeah dramatic thing uh, happens can we can we talk about this cutscene? <laughs> yeah take it away uh, they're they're Explain at a they're at a theater it. and like they're advertising the gears of war equivalent to hamilton yep there's all these hamilton posters around yep. and then a giant sweaty meat monster hmm. with a cannon on its back appears and you have to shoot its warts yep and then uh, coltrane appears on a motorcycle with a grenade and rams it into the giant meat monster's face oh wow yep. it's like a bayonetta oh, cutscene. Yeah, it's actually, really weird uh yeah, without the sex appeal, or maybe with more sex appeal. Ooh, I like Coltrane. <laughs> but He's grizzled uh, in this game, yeah, yeah, he was. And then they kill Carmine, so you know that's not done because it's a Gears of War game. It's girl Carmine though. Yeah, it's girl Carmine. I don't know. It seemed weird to me because you're going from this crazy, stupid action sequence to immediately showing dead civilians on the ground, and right. then Baird, who's now uh, Brian Cranston from. Uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad Ooh. is talking about the big laser cannon in space and it misfires and kills a bunch of people and that's where we left off. But then the okay, so Carmine so, dies, right? Like cuz this right. big satellite is like and then fade to white 4 months later crash. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. I may never know what happened. Oh, that's a bad spot to crash. Yep. But That's... uh it syncs your saves, so I'll probably just play it on my Xbox and not worry about it. But okay. it looks way better on PC. Uh, you don't want to play Gears 5 on your base, you know, launch mm. Xbox One because it is not not up to snuff. Mm. But I will So Tucker. Yeah. Is big dumb action movie Gears of War grinding your gears a little better than uh the than military full military, military realism gears? Well, if you'll remember, Socketeers, not Socketeers, sorry. All my shows good. Xbox, XP Barketeers. What do we call fans of the show? All 4,000 of them? The, <laughs> bar, the 
Bartok the Magnificence. If you listen back to the previous <laughs> episode, I was I played like five minutes of Gears of War Five, and then I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. But then I picked it back up, and that's okay. Okay, it's okay. It's a video game in a way. It's like a third-person shooter campaign video game that I feel like we haven't gotten in a while. This mm-hmm. feels like a throwback because not purposefully, just because this is this could have been a 360 game, you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like go through a lot. No, you're you're and you're not saying that as like a insult, are you? No, I like it. But I, I like this. What game. about my open world elements where I drive a vehicle across fields? See, it it saved me. It crashed right before that. I think so. <laughs> I'm sure that fade to white was gonna fade out of you know, or into like snow. Oh, and she's on the sled or whatever. But mm. I didn't get there. But the thing I wanted to say was. The thing I took away from my time with the game, which is okay, which is fine, which is, I think people have kind of fallen away from Gears of War because it's not what it used to be. Kind of very similar to the Halo series, I feel like, Mm -hmm. where other other studio comes in and you can tell they really liked the original games, but they're kind of putting their own spin on it and you're either going to be okay with that or not. Crackdown 3? Crackdown 3? Ooh. Ooh, (laughs) can't forget about that at Game of the Year time but uh, i forgot that even existed okay but so gears of war 5 looks very good it's a very good looking game but when you apply that to 360 era level design it Mm. has this really weird eerie kind of empty feeling where there's all this detail in the levels but it's just it's like facade you know it's Mm. weird i don't know how to describe but it's like here's a here's a shelf with a bunch of like towels in it because we're in a hotel but it's like it doesn't look right. Like it really, it looks really good, but it doesn't look like something anyone ever used or anything. It just feels like assets everywhere, and it's just—I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it feels weird. It feels like none of it's real. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this uncanny valley for level design, where it's—we're so close to it feeling like a real place, but it still doesn't feel like a real place. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. That's you should have called Naughty Dog. Ooh, see, I don't get that with Naughty Dog games. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That uh, that house you play Crash Bandicoot in feels like a house yeah. in a way that none of this feels real. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, there's good uh, there's good moment to moment stuff in Gears Five so far. It it doesn't okay. just feel like because Gears One I played through most of that with Kyle and most of that I felt like was just like get to cover we gotta get to cover mm-hmm. throw the grenade in the thing oh shit yeah oh come on because the gun jammed but this yeah. I saw uh, you nailing those active reloads. Hell yeah. Ooh. Uh, but there's just cool, like the, I'm going to nominate this for doofiest moment, but you go to the Hamilton, the faux <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> thing, and you come out onto stage, right, in this theater, and there's like this big bad guy you haven't seen before. And it's Whoa. like, oh, that doesn't look good. But then the production kind of kicks in in this really goofy way that i really appreciate it where like the music's going and it's like piano hamilton music but it's like all these like zombie robots are coming at you i don't know it worked because like the in the stage is rotating so you're like hiding behind props on this stage oh yeah it's cool that's the thing that the that the hamilton actual production does that's oh. cool it's got that's like neat. a lazy susan in the middle Ooh. something yeah. uh, and i didn't expect that out of a gears of war game so i was like oh well, it's just more lighthearted, you know. It's it's more jokey. I feel like Gears of War was jokey, but it was like war as hell jokey. Yeah, but it was jokey, and uh, your comic relief came from side characters, and that's it. Because like your yeah. main cast, your Dom and your 
Baird. Other guy. Yeah. Well, Baird was like, haha, I'm funny. I'm Baird. Right. Look at me and my buddy Cole. We're funny. Right. And outside of that, you've got the two main characters who are always serious Marcus and Phoenix. brooding. Marcus oh, and Marcus come on. Maria. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Maria. Or uh, Anya. A lot of the... Anya, yeah. Anya. <laughs> they're in the giant... They're sinking the city with giant worms. <laughs> giant worm. There's none of that so far, but... Yeah. Actually, that's... there's uh You know, there's collectibles. There's a collectible you can get that explains some of the... They're like, we're looking into this giant worm. It doesn't seem to match any animals we've come across in our travels. So, call back. Mm. Okay. Um, I haven't really played much other than Gears, to be honest. I tried the multiplayer. It's fine. You roll into dudes and then shoot them with a shotgun and then they die. Is that still it? Is it still the shotgun game? Yep. That's... You get the Nasher, terrible. and then you roll at the car- the person, and then you fire the Nasher at him. That's terrible. Okay. Yeah. That was, because that was an issue back in the first one, and it still, yeah. I don't know, it kept me away from it. But Oof. people are like, you can't change it, because then people are like, oh, this is why I play Gears. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I think uh, it came out uh, recently that, I think in one of the original Gears games, one or two maybe, that in the online multiplayer for your first game, they would augment your damage just a little bit. And they didn't say anything about it because That's it crazy. would have seemed unfair. But they did that because it like stats showed that if people did better in their first match, they would play the multiplayer longer. <laughs> That's really smart. I gotta respect that. That's yes. evil, and I like it. And it called into question why <laughs> like I had a... Well, what is it? like? Hmm. Berenstain Bears moment where... Sure. I remember playing Call of Duty Black Ops and I finally got to play the online multiplayer because we finally got internet that could support such a thing. And my first game, I went like 22 and one. And now I don't know if I really went 22 and one or not, or if that was just the game psychologically manipulating me. Hmm. More than usual. Yes. Hmm. More than usual. (laughs) Interesting. We can't know. Well, I didn't do very See, well. I never have so. this experience because I always jump into a game and get my ass kicked. So yeah, that's I'm my not experience. good at video games. Yeah, that's okay, Michael. You show those monsters what for? <laughs> uh, yes, boss. Yes, master. Other than that, I played a little bit of Dirt Rally 2.0, which seems pretty good for what it is. You played the Rally first racing. one at all? No, I played. Ooh, I played the I played the Dirt, dirt game. Possibly, where they kind of made it edgier and like street rally type stuff. Okay. Or like rally kata or whatever. Were there a lot of called. triangles? Yes. Yeah, that yep. was Dirt 3, I think. Okay, I played that one. Yeah. But this, this is not rally. The Dark Souls of racing games. <laughs> it really is. This is not, oops, rewind for five seconds. This is just like dude telling you, left three, tighten into a hill. Easy right, and then you do that. 80. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, and then you hit the dirt bump a little bad, and then you go creating yep. into a tree, and start menu, restart. Yep. But uh, I, it solves, like Trackmania before it, it solves Ooh. the problem of me hating AI racers in racing games because it just feels Doesn't like... Doesn't have any, huh? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. You're just going against your time. That's what I want out of my racing games. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like burnout where I can crash into them. That's cool. But oh, yes. Otherwise, yeah. How's um, the tire strategy? It's awesome because it's like mm. you uh, 
you know, you do your setup before the race and you can be like, okay, I'm going to bring a spare tire in case I get a puncture. And then oh. if you get a puncture, your, your little guy next to you is like, puncture real right. <laughs> and then you can get out and change your tire. Oh, when wow. it takes time or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, Dang. I don't know much about rally racing. It's really not my thing, but it seems very, uh, like a labor of love, like very faithful mm-hmm. to it. So that's nice. That's good. It, the book. Or it. the first TV series, Killer Clowns. It the sequel to the movie. Yes, where they're adults. I have oh, a beef to pick with you, see. Tucker, because Uh-oh. I played oh. the first hour of Metro Exodus. Okay. And I don't really have a beef with you. I just have to voice <laughs> the fact that the voice <laughs> acting in Metro Exodus is the same that it's been in Last Light and Twenty Thirty Three, which is okay. to say, it doesn't bother me. That seems like a, a beef I should have with you, or we Probably. as a society should have with you, Christian. Because, yeesh. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like cheesy Russian, yes, dialogue. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not like this isn't. I can't put myself in this world because of the acting of that is just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess for me, it was more forgivable in 2033 and Last Light because it was kind of like slightly lower budget first yeah. person shooter studio and they're like you know they just got by with whoever they had at the time exactly and now metro yeah. exodus is like this slathered polished thing that they're trying to tout as a triple a call of duty competitor for example and right it was easier to root for them before and now it's like hmm hmm i hear you are you liking that game uh first hour yes oh okay enjoyable okay hmm okay okay I put the lady on the worst character list for this year because I really didn't like her. Oh, she is from Last Light. Oh, is she really? Yes, sir. Oh, no. Hmm. It's not best or worst new character. It's just best or worst character, which is why I was yes. able to put Claptrap on there. Smart. Smart. Yes. <laughs> the guy I work with says lady in Metro Exodus, her character is better in Exodus because she's kind of just like a cardboard cutout, uh, you know, exposition machine exposition machine and also just like object for your character to strive for (laughs) and then in exodus apparently her character is more of a human being but the things that they do with her like the way they use her as a plot device is not not great i none of those people seemed like human beings in that game yeah oh i'm excited None of the stuff where they're talking over each other constantly is hurting you at I all. I didn't notice it was hurting that, no. me. No, I'm sorry. My soul. I'm sorry, Tucker. I didn't know. Like when you, you got like the gaggle of soldier guys and they're all talking over each other like, you did it that Oh, yes. that the, the voice direction, yes, in that part particularly, I it stood out to me as a positive experience because it seemed like the voice direction okay. felt more organic than it did in Last Light in 2033. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm a crazy person. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm. It's just when you're used to video game talk. Mm-hmm. Yes, it feels unnatural when it's more natural. I see. Because it it it's uh it sticks out. It's like uh, noticeable. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <gasps> I played Blair Witch. I played Blair Witch. You did. You guys have played what? Blair Game Witch. Pass. I played Is the new Blair, Blair Witch, Witch game. Game Pass what? Blair Witch. Yes. You have a dog. Spooky. You do have a dog, Bullis. He's a German Shepherd, I think. And there's not just one creepy thing in the woods that you're trying to get away from, but instead there's no. multiple monsters that you have to dispatch. Yes. yes. 
Yes. Hashtag not which, my Blair Witch. Yeah, you know, Blair Witch is all about shooting monsters with your light gun. It's about <laughs> Alan waking your way through the forest. But that's uh, okay. Do they use the property well? Is there any reason why this is a Blair Witch game? There's a video camera. <laughs> I've been, I really was thinking about this. I think this is really interesting, right? Because what are all... Uh, this is a rhetorical question. Please don't answer. What are all horror games now it is the pt thing where you go through the same thing and it's different right mm. or it's like it. layers of fear where it's like you go up to a painting and then you step back and the room is different Ooh. ah and you know it's a lot of like that type of stuff yeah and it does that with the video camera well what i was thinking was blair witch the movie kind of invented that almost Ooh. right or it was like it popularized it because that was what Blair Witch the movie kind of is, is like these nightmare geometries where we've been walking north and we're going in circles type of thing, mm-hmm. which I love, which is awesome. Mm. I really like Blair Witch the movie. So it's weird that we're like 20 years later in this game and it's doing this, but it doesn't feel like Blair Witch. It just feels like horror games where it's <laughs> like, oh, of course, I'm like, I've been here before, Ooh, mm-hmm. but that's like what every horror game does. So it doesn't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But otherwise, it's fine. I think it's made by the Layers of Fear peeps. Oh. Yeah, I just looked it up. It is. It's made by the Layers of Fear. And I think I I heard that the last sequence of the game, which takes place in an indoor setting, is kind of the peak, like the best part of the whole game, because it's made by the Layers of Fear peeps who are, like, who cut their teeth, basically, on Haunted Mansion experiences. I can see that. It's kind of, it's pointing me towards, I think, what you're talking about. Yeah. But even that, why is that Blair Witch? That's not Blair Witch. Walking around a spooky mansion. Uh, Blair Witch ends in a building. Yes. Blair Witch, <laughs> and then Blair Witch 2. Mm-hmm. Get into. Where Blair Witch 1 yeah. was a movie? Yeah, the very same. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that ends in like a factory or something. I don't know. Oh. I really like the Blair Witch fiction. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. This doesn't seem like it's tapping into that oh. too too much. There's no bags full of human teeth that I found. So Would you uh, play this game if it didn't have the Blair Witch name attached? Ooh, probably not. <laughs> oh man, Tucker. Mm. Uh, well, it was mostly because it was like it's October and I want to play a spooky <laughs> game and it's on Game Pass, so it's free, so yeah. I don't need to worry the about stars it. Stars aligned. So. Okay. Yep. And you didn't uh, have to spend more money on it. Hell yeah. I had a question about Game Pass for you guys real quick before we uh, say goodnight. Uh, let me lay out a scenario for you, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. $60 game comes out. Yep. And it's got microtransactions. Say, okay, Dirt Rally 2.0 comes out in stores, $60. You can buy cars with real money. How are we feeling about this? We okay with this? Is this fine? Is this just what video games are? I mean, isn't that the, it's what, like the, the EVE Online model? the? But, but you don't buy EVE, right? Yeah, you do. No, do you? You pay monthly. But you don't, mm. Mm. I well, well, I see where you're going with that, but this is, I'm describing something that happens like every game now, right? Yes. Where it's like. Gears 5. Sure, yes. $60 happening Gears 5. Microtransactions. Yeah. Oh, weird. Hmm. So I'm just talking about microtransactions in particular. <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay. you go buy a game and then you get it home and you have to buy more parts of it. Are 
what's the general consensus here? Are we feeling iffy, good, bad? Hmm? This is leading somewhere, so this is just Contextual, like maybe. I don't know. Okay. Like, it's okay with... It's okay if it's, like, aesthetics or something. Like, if I want to have... If I buy Ace Combat 7 at full price and I think, you know what, I do want that F-14 with the cute anime girls on it. Okay. Then it's... it's Not just... that I'm saying that I bought them, I didn't okay, buy okay, them. Okay, okay, <laughs> There are no Idle Master fighter jets in my PlayStation. Okay. Thank right. you. I'll be checking that later, Michael. I'm going to verify this information. Uh, you and the FBI. <laughs> but no, uh, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's okay for if it's if it cuts line as at aesthetics. I don't think you should be buying your way through a game. Okay. But I guess it's also you know if that's a competitive game, so take take it where you want. Like like take Ace Combat or if it, it's weird picking that out as a, a competitive game or take Overwatch. Okay. You know, if if the things you're buying are just oh. loot boxes to make your... That's not what your, I'm talking mm-hmm. about, though. So, what do you think? You're thinking, like... I'm talking about this gun. Buy this gun. Two dollars. So, the... Isn't that CSGO? CSGO? All of those are skins uh, in CSGO. Cosmetics. Okay. What about... Uh, okay. Forza 18 comes out. Okay. Mm. You got your your uh, Audi Quattro, you know, it's two dollars. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, it's a car that's not in the game otherwise that you can pay two dollars for. Oh. Okay, well, it's just paid DLC. Okay, isn't that isn't that, it was, that's what we're talking about, right? We're like talking about yes. getting Halo and then buying a map. Yes, yes, thank okay. you. Yes, exactly. Do yeah. you feel better about this situation if it's on Game Pass? You mean that I'm just getting the game, not for free, but through a subscription, and then I get the, I spend the money on, yeah, maps or guns. And a physical, sixty dollars store edition of this still exists, right? Hmm. Either way. Either way. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Is this more acceptable if this game is free because I'm paying fifteen or ten dollars a month, and then it shows up? And then I could buy these things instead of me going out and paying $60 and then buying these things. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess I've never, I'm not in a position, because I'm not going to get Game Pass. I don't have an Xbox or a workable, play, uh, workable computer kind of okay. thing where that's a viable option. So okay. I don't think about it. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering. Is it stomach? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've been kind of... I was okay doing that out the gate with Halos and stuff like that and buying map packs, so I can't say that I'd, oh. I'm morally opposed to it. Yeah. I'm just wondering if we're headed towards Game Pass being successful. Now all the games have a ton of microtransactions. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah. I feel like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with subscription service game having a bunch of microtransactions, which is kind of what Microsoft is doing right mm. now with Gears of War 5 being inundated with microtransactions and being a major exclusive that's available on Game Pass. And that was also the case with Sea of Thieves. And that was also the case with yeah. Forza Horizon 4, just completely smothered with microtransaction fluff and gunk. Mm. But What are you getting out of microtransactions in Gears of War 5? Freaking Forza Horizon 4 blood splatter when I murder someone. Oh, radical, dude. I'm not making this up, Michael. <laughs> can I Can I buy... Can I get DLC to make my Lambent... lambent Into the Terminator? Man 
floss? Uh, I haven't seen that, no. I looked okay. for it. I have You looked it. for it? Uh, so what do you make, then, of Apple doing this but saying, hey, no microtransactions? I like that a lot. Okay. I like that a lot. But also, I feel like uh, kind of Microsoft is kind of digging their own grave, in a sense. Okay. Or it's not going to last. In my brain, I conceptualize or look at the Xbox exclusive lineup far differently than I do the PlayStation exclusive lineup, where I pay $60 for a God of War or a Horizon Zero Uh-oh. Dawn or a Spider-Man or a Days Gone, sure. which is completely devoid of microtransactions, and I just sit down, play through the game, get done with it, put it on my shelf for further enjoyment in the future if I would like to experience that single-player narrative again. Whereas the Microsoft games, I spit $10 at them, play through a bunch of races in Forza Horizon 4 over the course of that month, and then toss it aside like a used napkin. Whew. That's weird. Hmm. Is that mindset due to it being a subscription, or is it because of the games? I think it's uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Because, okay. I mean, it lets me do that because yeah. I kind of have to make be okay with that because I don't own the game. I am, yeah. like, renting the game, yeah, renting access to it, so I have to be okay with just tossing it aside. But also, it's inundated with microtransactions, so I just want to get in, get my enjoyment of it, and not get caught up in the, like, churn and become one of their whales that they can just crank money out of <laughs> yeah. for the sake of making my stuff look prettier. Does Stadia solve that issue or make it worse oh boy jeez that's very <laughs> difficult to answer because there you're paying a full price for a game right. that you don't own but you <laughs> oh, have no. access to it whenever you want while stadia is active right which is who knows how long that'll be oof that feels bad in my stomach. Yeah, that's crossing the lines in a weird way. Mm. Crossing streams there. Transition to upbeat note to go out on. What's the upbeat note there, Tucker? Oh, Michael, we've been training for this, man. This You're is supposed it. to be my fall guy. What? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, sports bar. Upbeat, gonna... Points. Score! Sports bar. Sports bar. Champions Grand Prix. Woo! Botas. Botas. Woo! Ferrari. Oh, Leclerc. Oh, my bad, Leclerc. No! Pit stop. This track has a bridge. This track has a bridge. It's a cool track. I like that track a lot. Uh. I'm sorry for the terrible thing that happened this weekend in Japan, but it was nice to have a race, I guess. There. Yeah, rugby's back on too, Gov. Mm. Oh, sure. Um, it was cute. It was cute because uh, they canceled Saturday, so it was just all the F1 drivers basically in a hotel together hanging out. And <laughs> I don't know if you looked into any of that, but Grosjean was just like, I am going to play Xbox and make a model of a F1 car. And I was just like, it was cute. And I saw I saw a really uh, cute 
uh, Reddit comment where it was like, what's Botas going to do? And it was sit in a dark room and wait for the next F1 race, which I think is perfect. Oh, <laughs> Botas. <laughs> uh, look look at that. that. That hiding in a dark room doing nothing paid off. Aw. Good he for did it. My mom likes his eyes. Uh, <laughs> she was rooting for him because there was a shot of his eyes at the beginning of the race. And she was like, he's he got nice to know eyes. that he has defining features. Wow. Yeah. Finally. At least someone sees them. Yeah. Um, uh, Mexico in two weeks. Woo. woo. Let's do it. Christian, any sports stuff happening in this extremely long podcast? I'm sorry. Uh, I like watching the Badgers football team. Okay. Okay. Packers are doing they all right. Do. Oh. Yeah, game tomorrow. Woo! Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Who are they playing tomorrow? Ooh. The Lions. Oh, no. Is your dad going to watch? And my dad? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Sick. <laughs> Where's that coming from? Did you guys live in Wisconsin at some point? The whole fam? What's up? Where's the Packers watching coming from? Are you guys from? Uh, so we're, I mean, yeah, the whole family lived in Wisconsin for. Oh, yeah, that's right. But uh, even okay. before then, my dad, he comes from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So his team is the Bears. Boo. And they're in the same, I guess, bracket or league. Boo. I don't know how mm-hmm. NFL stuff works. Division? But they're in that, yeah, they're in the yes. same division as the Packers. So he watches, he, when he can, he'll watch a lot of the that division okay. just to get a sense as to where everything is. And then I think he just genuine generally, I think he genuinely enjoys the sport. So okay. somebody's got to him and Zach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks guys. Sorry. This ran long. You can subtract it from next episode <laughs> and it'll be fine. Uh, and I wish you all a beautiful evening. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP Bar.